Hey everyone, Abby here. I hope you have played a ton of golf this season, closing out strong and enjoying the the last of the kind of summertime weather that we're having. Um, I'm excited to bring back our Ladies of Golf series, which we're kicking off today with La Caribbee Abe. Uh, But before we get into that, I just wanted to make a few housekeeping items. One of those being to make sure that you are following along at For the Ladies on Instagram and subscribe to our newsletter at fortheladies.net. We've got a lot coming up, uh, whether that be ending out our 2021 events, as well as making some announcements for 2022, whether that's our schedule for the clinics or um, our 2022 getaways, which I'm super excited about. Um, if you are interested in helping us host an intro to golf clinic with For the Ladies, definitely send me a note at abby at fortheladies.net, and I hope to see you all soon. Um, but let's get into it. So La Caribbee is on the Symmetra Tour, which is the official qualifying tour of the LPGA. I first met La Caribbee when I was working at the American Junior Golf Association, and she was competing on the junior circuit. I'll let her share her full story, but I hope you guys enjoy, and welcome back to Ladies of Golf. Time, but thanks for for doing it. We're just gonna talk all things women's golf. Okay, I'm excited. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me. Sorry it took me so long to get everything together, but <laughs> no, we're both busy people, so it worked out. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> all right. Well, um, first of all, I saw that you were at Olympic National Park. Yes. How was that trip? Like, how did you decide to go there? Um, honestly, it was pretty last minute. I mean, we were playing in Idaho and we had two weeks off. So everybody was like, oh, let's do something and look for something to do. Like we have a, at least a week where you can kind of chill and relax and not have to worry about golf. So my friends were like, oh, we're going to Olympic. Do you want to come? And I was a little hesitant because I'm not like, I don't see myself as a strong hiker and my friends were going like hike all the time so I was like oh I don't know maybe I'll pass and I was like you know what I'm never gonna like really be in this area with this amount of time to do something like this so why not go um and really glad I did I mean it was probably the coolest trip I've been on for sure just um with the hiking and the views and the mountains it was it was really fun so yeah that's sweet Cool. Well, I always start every um, Ladies of Golf episode with like a quick nine questions. So feel free to answer these just as they come to you. Um, what is your favorite snack on the course? Oh, maybe a peanut butter and honey sandwich. Oh, I love. Have you had the peanut butter and honey um, Uncrustables? I have not. Are they really good? Oh, they're so good. Yeah. Okay. I'll have to check, check them out. out because I'm not a huge like jelly person like in college we had this running joke that I literally put just enough to taste it like just enough to sweeten it up a little bit and that was it so I've never yeah. really tried Uncrustables but maybe with the honey I'll have to try it because I do enjoy honey on my peanut butter <laughs> yes oh strongly recommend okay I'm walking or riding walking okay favorite show to binge watch Shits Creek or Great British Breaking Show <laughs> totally agree on Shits Creek it's uh, so good. It's so good. Oh, it's so good. I need to watch it again. It's been a minute. Um, the last book you read? Um, the Handmaid's Tale. Mm. Really random, but yeah. Yeah, dense. Um, yeah. <laughs> what's a song you recently added to a playlist? Um, 
That's a song. Honestly, it's pretty. Um, so I think it's an old song, but I think it's like this summer or that summer or something by uh, who was it? Uh, gosh, Garth Brooks. <laughs> nice. Love it. So it's kind of old, but I just found it and I kind of liked it. So I added it. I love it. What's been your favorite tour stop so far? Ooh. Um, I always like Montgomery because you just get to go back to Alabama. So I have to say Montgomery. Nice. Nice. Your favorite meal to cook? Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> favorite meal to cook I don't know but I've got really big into baking biscuits <laughs> over okay. quarantine I well like that can be a breakfast meal yeah <laughs> perfect uh, what's your favorite social media channel mm, right now probably TikTok yeah and the strongest part of your game um, ball striking okay well, we're going to start at the beginning. So okay. I saw that you started learning how to play golf by going to the first tee. And mm-hmm. was it you and your sister? Um, yeah, so kind of. My sister had actually started going maybe four, three or four months before I did. And then okay. she's two years older. So I just like wanted to see what she was doing and like always wanted to go where she was. So I kind of like followed along and that's how I got started. Love it. Did you play other sports at the time? Yeah. So we, um, we played a lot of tennis and we were like, like getting into competitive tennis. And then, um, I don't know, people don't really call this a sport, but we were competitive dancers for like my sister for almost 10 years. And then me seven, I think. So, um, yeah, we did that. And then it was time to get into golf, I guess, try something new. That's sweet. Wait, what? kind of dance was it um so we did all uh she did a little bit more ballet but we both did like jazz tap yeah um I guess ballet yeah those three that's pretty sweet yeah it was really cool it's um it's like a fun thing to do I guess growing up one of those things it's like dance or gymnastics I feel like every girl has had some little bit of a part into it yeah yeah I did ballet for like 15 years so oh my gosh yeah. So you, you had to have been into, did you get to point and all that stuff? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That, like, I think that was when I knew I was like, it's time to head out because <laughs> just the stories they would tell and like seeing those cops and like your toes beating, I was like, no, 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 no. This isn't for me. But that's really yeah. impressive that you did ballet for 15 years because it is very hard. Oh, my gosh. Um, well, when we first met, it was when you were playing on the AJGA. Yeah. And so at that point, did you had you decided like, okay, golf, golf is what I'm going to try to stick to, or were you still doing some other stuff? Um, we were still doing other stuff. Um, I think like for me, I was still deciding between tennis and golf and mm. kind of like fell to the wayside. Cause I wanted to do something where I had more control over, you know, like what happens. I mean, you dance and, you know, like judges, it's really hard. Like you can do what looks like a perfect routine, what feels like a perfect routine. And the judges will be like, "Eh, she didn't point her toes enough here, you know? So, yeah, that's interesting. So yeah, it was like much more, you know, your result was because of what you put into it. 
Yeah, so it was like a lot easier for me to quantify. So I um, was choosing between those, but it didn't take me long, I think, to decide. I mean, tennis in Texas in the summer is like very hot and not all that fun. Um, So I think like shortly after I started really playing AJG, I think I decided. Interesting. Okay, cool. So then when you were on the AJGA, were you like, I want to play in college? Um, yeah, actually that's, uh, I didn't know where, Okay. I didn't really know what that like looked like, but I was like, oh, everybody else is doing it. Um, and that's like, I feel like the big thing at AJG is like, they talk about it. You start seeing coaches. So it kind of became a little goal of mine to maybe see if I could play in college. Yeah. And you ended up at Alabama. I did. I did. How, so how did you know Alabama was going to be the right place for you? Um, Honestly, I had no idea. I mean, growing up in Texas, all you hear about is like A&M and UT. Um, So those are really the only two schools I knew. And I think like Alabama won nationals one year. Mm. I was like, oh, you know, obviously then they pop on every kid's radar. Like, oh, they must be pretty good. Like, I wonder like what the team's about, all this stuff. And I just actually ended up playing an AJGA. They had one like near Birmingham somewhere, okay. the Robert Jones Trail. And so I was like, oh, well, maybe we can just drive through the campus and see what it looks like. And I drove on the campus and fell in love with the campus. And I was like, okay, well, this is where I want to go. Like, I really like this campus. And then um, I met Mick and Suze and I really, really enjoyed them and felt like they would be a good fit for me for four years. And then I was like, okay, well now I have to work really hard so I can actually be good enough to go here. <laughs> and right. not lucky enough. And you know, I fit what they were looking for. And I mean, obviously it was my dream school. So yeah, I just ended up there and I had the best four years. I think I could have in college. That's so sweet. Um, did you, were you close to your sister in that you were like, we're going to try to go to the same school or like, what was that like? Um, honestly, not really. I think a lot of people thought maybe we would, but we kind of talked about it. And then I think it was especially a big deal for me to not be under like her wings. Cause I had yeah. been so long. So, I mean, she was still helping with everything. She was helping with my laundry. She was helping me at home, get to practice, all this stuff. Like she was always like this crutch for me kind of. Yeah. So like, you know, I think it would be good if you did four years, like where, you know, you kind of have to figure things out and like you have to grow and like you get to become your own person, which I thought was a really good, at least for us, was like a really good decision um, for the both of us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love that. I think like it's, it, it's like, it's just interesting. Some people are like, no, we want to like go through this all together. Mm-hmm. And other people are like, no, we got to have our own journey. And I think the yeah. either one works. <laughs> I know. Sometimes I, sometimes I think like, I wonder what it would have been like if we went, but then sometimes it's too, it's like, well, then the parents like, you know, you guys can just share everything. You can share a place to live. You can share this, <laughs> and that. And it's like, I don't think we wanted to do that. So it worked out. It worked out. For sure. I mean, you had a great college career for sure. I mean, school record holder for low round, tons of like all conference teams. You said you had a great four years, like your whole time there obviously you were having the time of your life. It was your dream school, mm-hmm. but in the back of your, in the back of your mind, were you like, okay, I guess like the next step is to go pro or like, how do you manage that? Um, I think one of the things too, that helped my decision to get Alabama was Mick had had so many girls that had gone through the process before me at Furman and Alabama. So I knew like, 
Mick knew what I needed to do while I was there. Mm. And so it kind of makes it an easier transition and something I'm not so like have to think about all the time because I'm just like, okay, you know, all of us sit down basically sometime at the beginning of our like first year, two years, whatever. And like we set out, okay, this is where I want to be when I graduate. So how yeah. do we get there? Um, and not that it like takes all the responsibility off of me, but it gives someone else like the ability to help guide me through those four years. So like, you can still do this. You need to do this. We need to make sure you're here, but like, make sure you're having fun, but also enjoy college. So um, yeah, I think I got really lucky having Mick there as like a guide Um, and he was very honest, which was a good thing. And I think most of the girls that went through Alabama would tell you like, it's probably the best thing about Mick and Susan's there. Always gonna like cut it to you pretty straight. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it was always in the back of my mind, but also having Mick there to kind of delegate and not plan, but just make sure everything was like kind of in the right place was really helpful. That's so interesting because I, I mean, I've talked to so many people who like they played college golf, but like they they like knew that they probably weren't going to try to go pro. Like this was just like, they wanted to be a student athlete and this is what they wanted to do. Um, whereas other people like that, yeah, that's been their, like their journey. They, this is what they've wanted is to go pro at the end of the day. Um, but I think it's really cool that your coaching staff, like sat you guys down and were like, okay, what do you want out of this? Yeah, no, it was like definitely really helpful because they also could, like keep you online if they thought you were slacking off or like sometimes you know it's really easy to become complacent and like well this is good enough for right now and they'd be like okay but like we know you want to be good for right now but if you want to be good for a couple years like you need to fix this so like let's figure it out so I mean it was it was really nice to have someone there always like watching yeah yeah. Well, so after college, did you feel like you were prepared that it sounds like the answer would be yes. Like you were relatively prepared to take that next step. Cause I think from like afar, it can be confusing. There's Q school, there's the Symmetra tour. There's all these like different types of status. So no, you're good. Take your time. You're fine. Gosh, I don't know what happened. Um, yes. And no, I mean, I think like golf wise they did a great job of preparing us um but I think there's just some things I don't think you can prepare like they warn us they're like you know you're gonna travel and like it's gonna be up to you to schedule this and plan this and Susan's like had everything planned to a T like where we were eating what we were wearing where we were sitting um so definitely like getting on the road even like I would say it probably took me a good like two years to really figure out how to travel and what's best for me and what I enjoy doing on the road. Cause it's easy. It's also easy when you're in school. Cause you go back to the room and it's like, well, I have schoolwork. So yeah, busy. And then when you graduate, it's like, well, I don't have anything. So <laughs> I need to like find some hobbies or like things I can do on the road or places that like go see the town. Maybe if you're into eating, like go check out a new restaurant, anything, just finding things to keep you busy on the road. What have been those things for you? Um, well, I enjoy like working out, like not too strenuously. So I do like to work out. Um, going to see sites is always fun. So maybe there's a cool park or um, like downtown area is pretty cool. Or I do enjoy like going to a fun restaurant at least like once a week, trying new yeah. foods. So um, I'd say those three things. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, so I guess that 
I was going to ask like what has been the toughest transition at first, but I'm guessing it's probably that like all the travel stuff and just being able to like manage your time. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just a lot more travel and a lot more like golf. Cause I guess it's funny, yeah. like you, you did, you did AJGA. So like you guys were doing the week to week to week to week thing, but like, when we played, I don't know if it's still the same. Where it's like you can only play like five times, not including mm-hmm. invitations or whatever. So it's like, oh, you played one, and then you would go home, and then like three weeks later you'd play again, and then college is kind of the same thing. And then you get professional. It's like, okay, you're gonna play four weeks in a row, and I'm like, wow, that's a whole summer just for events <laughs> in junior right. golf in college. So it's just so much more golf and so much more traveling than I had ever really done. So yeah. yeah. Interesting. Have you, so have you like enjoyed the pro life? I have. Yeah, no, definitely. Like it's, it's so much fun. I think one, just realizing how lucky I am that I get yeah. to like play golf and like live out a dream that I've had for um, quite a while now is um, I mean, it's really, really cool. And then I just being able to compete every day and like the, journey of getting better and like always trying to get better better just like personally um has been so much fun and then traveling once you get a hold of it the traveling part is fun for me too as well nice nice what like what does a week on tour look like for you so like you show up what day and then what um so like this week because we have an off week I'll get there um probably late Monday and then um practice on Tuesday like maybe play nine or 18 holes depending on if I know the course very well or not and then Mm. um Wednesday Thursday is either just a couple more nines maybe one more nine and then pro-ams and there you mix like practice maybe get in a workout or two depending on what time I play on Friday like if I play in the morning I probably won't work out but once before the tournament starts and then um yeah, I mean, once the tournament starts, things go by pretty quickly. It's uh, yeah, not time to do anything. And then before COVID, like usually, I would maybe see a movie or like try to go out to eat with some friends more often. During COVID, it's a lot of hanging out at the golf course with your friends or like hanging out at the hotel. Yeah, <laughs> with friends. Now it's nice we can do a little bit more. So I'll go see the city or something. But yeah, you just try to find small things to do that don't make me too tired or stress myself out too much. Yeah. Yeah. I am. I thought was what I was going to ask too, is like between all of these like different stops you've had along the way between like amateur golf to now, what do you feel like has been your biggest personal growth? Um, honestly, I would probably say this year and I mean, oh, like yeah. I'm still in the middle of it, but I mean, it's been a pretty tough year for me. Um, I made like, I decided to make a lot of changes because I mm. knew I needed to. Um, but I mean, it's just like really hard when you have to like go out there and still try and play when, you know, like you're still working through things. So, um, just this year one on that part and two, just, um, really letting myself, I think one of the biggest mistakes a lot of people make is like, oh, this is your job. So it has to be your job 24 seven. And it really doesn't have to. So this year also, I think I've been a lot better at having more fun at tournaments. Like, okay, you play golf, but when you're not playing golf, like 
you don't have to be golf 25 seven. So I think growth wise this year has been really important for me. And I'm even now, like I'm not done with the year. I'm very appreciative of everything that's happened, but yeah, I mean, this year has been hard, but I think you need those sometimes you come out better on the other side. So yeah. That's so interesting. What are some of the like things that you're shaking up this year? Um, well, I made a coaching change, kind of made a swing change, um, really just changed the way I, I don't want to say I approach tournaments, but the way I spend my time on tournaments, I think I'm much more open this year to like going and experiencing a city or going and like having fun with my friends and not worrying about like whether I prepared or not because like if you have prepared you can go and do something it's not a big deal like you shouldn't feel guilty about it um and that's one thing I think I always shoulder this like oh am I not at the golf course long enough I have to be there all day or like I have to be hitting balls on the putting green all day and it's like okay that's great but now you're tired by the time the tournament starts so is it really worth mm. it um so I think those are probably the two main things or three main things I guess I listed. Yeah. Yeah. Um so I'm assuming you're playing the remainder of the events on the Symmetra Tour this year. Yes. Nice. Nice. And what do you think like do you have a specific goal in mind heading into 22? Um, yeah, so I mean, I still have like the rest of the events and then I have to finish up Q school. So right now, um, I'm really just trying to get myself in a good mindset for um, like Q school and stuff. I mean, I feel like I've been playing a lot better, but you know, just every day trying to like improve a little bit, learn a little bit more. I mean, my game has changed a lot even over the last six months. And I feel like I kind of not relearning how to play, but just like changing my mindset a little bit on the golf course and realizing, okay, this used to work. Now you can't do this. That's okay. Like you have to figure out a different way. We have to like, I don't really know how to word it, but it's just like becoming more like, okay. With having things be different. Yeah, like, I think, like, my game has changed a lot, and I, like, for a while was still trying to play, like, my old self, and it's like, okay, but your shot shape has changed, so you can't, like, like, I'll be on the course, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna aim here, and it's like, okay, but the way your shot shape works now it's just going to end up like in a worse spot because you can't aim there <laughs> aim like on the other side of the fairway so it's like okay you know let's like make a mental note let's not do that and when you get nervous let's not do this um so yeah it's just like really learning like having to kind of relearn how to play golf in a sense yeah yeah um so yeah i think every round is just like trying to build confidence um and like trying to prepare myself for the next the next day or the next round or the next shot so just um yeah I don't know if I answered that question no you did um (laughs) when you play in Q school is that is Q school to play on the LPGA tour yes okay that's how that works Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm like I Q school to me is like very confusing (laughs) No, it really is. I was talking, well, I was talking to one of my friends at the course because like um, they have like a stage of corn fairy Q school, I guess, at my okay. course next week. And so he was asking me and I was like, yeah, 
he's like, so the season's over. And I was like, no, he's like, but Q school's already started. And I was like, yeah, he's like, so how does that work? I was like, I don't really know. We just start in the middle of our season and you just deal with it. Like, right. it You're like, we just go for it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's wild. Um, well, I feel like that kind of like leads into an interesting thing I was going to ask you. I watched this drive on video that you were in and I, at one point you you said sometimes I feel like women's golf can be an afterthought. And I was wondering if you feel that way like do you feel that way across the whole game? Do you feel like that like we were talking earlier that we wish there was like women's only golf courses? Do you feel like you see that like just in like the amateur recreational game or do you see that all the way through the professional? Do you know, I feel like that, I remember I was, I think I was at the golf course with my dad once, and I was like, I feel like almost more on the recreational side, like, if it's talking about purely just enjoying the sport, like, okay, for me, whether I'm on Symmetra or LPGA, like, I still get to enjoy playing my sport and I can still hit the shots I need to to play the courses. But like when you go to just a normal course and you have the forward tees, which everyone's like, oh, the women's tees or whatever. And I'm like, you know, the women that I see playing, their swings are pretty good, but they just don't hit it far enough to even have fun from the forward tees. <laughs> like it takes Interesting. Like three, you know, like it takes them like three shots to get to the hole. And I'm like, this isn't someone playing too far back because of their ego. I'm like, you know, if you would actually build a course with like tees that made sense for women who, you know, like don't hit it far and let them hit clubs in, like, I don't know. So maybe it's just more even like at, it's at its worst at like recreational courses, if that makes sense. That's a good sense. way to put it. Yeah. Why can't you just move a tee up an extra hundred yards? I mean, women aren't thinking, oh, I hit it 300. I'm going to play from as far back as possible. Like, I feel like when I see women, they're just like, oh, I just want to enjoy it, whatever. And like the poor, most of them, I'm like, they're hitting driver, free wood. And they might have to hit like another half swing or full swing to get to like a par four. And it's like, they don't, they're not bad players. Like they don't, yeah. when I see them, like their swings don't look bad. <laughs> they just, it's too long. That's so do you play with a lot of like recreational golfers? Um, sometimes it depends. It's like yeah. if, they, if like the ladies, if ladies invite me, I'll play. And like if the guys out of the course invite me, I'll play too. It just really depends. Where do you typically play out of? Um, I'm at golf club of Houston, so it's like twenty minutes. Okay. I think. Nice. Mm -hmm. nice um how do you like choose to to be out there um honestly a ton of things happen but they do have I think they have probably the best practice facilities I've seen um, okay in Houston and it's, and it's not very busy either which was a big thing especially during COVID like so many courses got so busy yeah um, and for me it's nice when I can kind of get out and play and not have to worry about waiting for people or getting a tea time a week in advance and stuff like that. So it's just kind of the best of both worlds. Nice. Nice. What is like to you, what's been maybe like the most surprising thing um, throughout like your journey of going pro and playing on the professional tour? Um, like golf wise or just anything? Uh, it could be anything. Um, okay. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, actually it's, it's golf, but like, I don't think it's still like how much golf you play. Like to me, it's just crazy. Like, cause I remember I graduated and I started at like, um, in the middle of the season. Yeah. So it was like 12 or 13 tournaments in three months. And I was like, okay, I've never played this much golf. <laughs> and yeah. I just remember like we finally have an off week and I'd get home and I was like oh, I don't want to do anything and it's like so I'd kind of chill for a little for a couple of days and I'm like oh I have to leave again and I haven't done anything <laughs> yeah so it's playing catch up so to me that was like I just like just the amount of golf you play and the amount of time you're there for I mean you're there three days four days before the tournament starts sometimes so it's like sometimes like okay you know I'm ready to get going you know that whole AJGA junior golf college golf get in and play one or two practice round and like get going (laughs) it's like perfect for me so sometimes I think those are the two biggest things that's so interesting I feel like and I feel like people don't realize that because I just remember like thinking, wow, they're playing so much golf. Like yeah. when you, when you go to like a professional event, you're like, there's four days of this and I'm exhausted. Like playing, if I put like, try to play two days in a row over a weekend, I'm like, this is exhausting. So yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, then it also just shows like, okay, that's why like they're professional athletes because like they're the ones, you know, with the endurance and the ability to do it over and over again. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, one of my friends, he, he calls us professional walkers, uh-huh. <laughs> um, which I think is like very accurate because at some point you're just raking up miles, like you're just walking all the time. But yeah, I mean, it's just a lot of golf, a lot more yeah. than I expected. But once you get used to it, you definitely learn, okay, um, I can play. I don't need to play 18 holes every day. I'm going to play nine. Sometimes I don't have to play any. Sometimes yeah. I like, you need to chill maybe the day before the tournament starts. So once you figure it out for yourself, then it's like all fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is there anything that you'd love to see like change about the Symmetra tour or like just playing professional golf? Um, I mean, I think across the board in women's sports, it's like, more eyes like you just want to feel like we do the same thing the men do but it's Mm -hmm. like you get less value we have less value like I think across women's sports you know what I mean like we're all the same athlete we all put in the same amount of work we're all just as talented um and it's kind of weird too because as a society we give things value so, but everyone's like oh well you don't have any value but it's like yeah but if you just like decided to give us some value you know yeah so I think that's the one thing yeah no that's so interesting because like yeah I mean I even think about like you know people are always like talking on like Twitter or stuff like that about like being disappointed the corn fairy, for example, isn't on TV. And I'm like, well, the Spectre tour is not on TV either. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah and the LPK is barely on TV. And when they are, it's like, that's usually at crazy times where it's so hard to watch. So sure, sure. Yeah, I think it's so like hard to put a, like a finger on it because there are so many things. Like there are so many things that I'd love to see 
you know, brought to the women's game, whether it's like stats or better broadcasts, more broadcasts, more cameras, like all that type of stuff. So just- the staff is a, that's an interesting one that you said that because yeah, I mean, like you can't see anything on our <laughs> So what do you do? Um, we just like, uh, you know, we track two holes driving distance and then uh, you mark yourself, whether you hit the fairway or you hit the green. And then yeah. you write how many putts you had. But it's like the men, I if I want to know how close they hit it from 30 yards out of their right rough, I can find that. Yeah. <laughs> like it's so different. I mean, I don't think you need that much in depth, but I guess now too, maybe the woman like the LPGA is doing something. So, you know, maybe soon. Yeah. No, it's interesting. I was wondering, like, how do you, you know, the guys on the PJ tour are always talking about like, well, this is where I was in strokes gained or like something like that. So like for you personally, you're like, how do you know what you need to approve, improve upon? Um, I mean, we, there's like, uh, apps you can buy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like those, you know, like everyone has like different apps that you can use those. So I guess you finish your round, you type those in, you see what it is and then you get to work. So that's, I think that's how most of the girls or women out here do it. Yeah. Yeah. Pro golfers are just like us. <laughs> oh, man. We really are, though. I know. I know. It's like, the, it's so wild that like golf is like the one game that one sport that your fans can play like a lot of the time as well. Yeah. I know. It's so cool because it's like, that's great. You like to watch football. Are you really going to go line up with 11 guys and <laughs> on the other side and like, charge each other for four hours? Or, um, But I think it's really cool because I think it, one, like you said, too, like when people start watching women's golf, like I don't know how a lot of people watch the Solheim, but then you realize like, oh, no, these women like they're really just as impressive because I can't do those things on the course either. Like I think it lends to understanding at least if you're oh i don't what's the word i'm thinking of like a i don't know but it just lends to thinking or realizing like how much difference there is from like you going and playing with your friends and like what we as women and the men do on both tours or all the tours. yeah 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 that's so wild. Well, the last question I always ask everyone who comes on is just what is a piece of advice you'd give to young professional women who want to pick up golf? Um, honestly, just have fun. Um, it's something like I tell people this all the time since my sister, obviously my sister played in college, but um, she went to law school after college. And so <laughs> she was like, Oh, I'm going to take some time off, whatever. And she, um, was like working in new york and she was like oh my gosh the like the partners at the firm or something found out i played golf in college now they want to go play golf so just it's like always something you can use and like you don't have to be great at it just have fun um enjoy yourself i think learn the basic rules of etiquette and like if you know those it doesn't really matter what you shoot because like when you're out having fun with your friends on the golf course it's strictly fun Um, yeah pick up when you want if you don't feel like hitting a shot, you don't have to. I feel like 
unless you're in an amateur competition or like a scramble that has very strict rules golf should just be like whatever it is that you want it to be like on the course like I just think that's like yeah the best way to enjoy it really I love it I love it well we'll have to play sometime I'll have to like bring a for the ladies clinic to Houston and then we can play well I would love to travel to one like because you do them I think you do the one in the winter don't you no Yeah. yeah well I have a few throughout the year yeah Okay. Now you have to let me know because, um, I told you like one of my friends is like really big into golf and she's like, Oh, but I just like have no one to play with. And she lives in DC. So she's like, Oh, I, she's like, I don't have like anyone up here to play around. And like, there's not a lot of women that play around here and all this stuff. So she's like, really, she's like, please. Like I went up to visit and she's like, do you mind if we go to the golf course? I know you just got done playing. Like, would you take me? Um, so yeah, no, like definitely let me know. Cause maybe I can bring some people and have like a good time. Yeah. We are having a DC event, um, in November. So yeah. perfect. Yeah. It's in, it's at an indoor facility, but, okay. um, but yeah, I mean, that would be like the perfect time. So I'll message that to you. Yes, please do. Please do. All right. Well, thanks for doing this. It was so fun to see you. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Our original music is composed and performed by my talented and wonderful friend, Ryan Young. If you're looking for more from For the Ladies, visit us at fortheladies.net and on Instagram at fortheladies. That's F-O-R-E. 